Hey, hey, what's going on, crew? Welcome to another edition of Clinic Growth Secrets. This is your boy, Jeff Van Campen, the host of the Clinic Growth Secrets show. And today we are going to be interviewing a special guest with one of our premier partners here at Clinic Growth Accelerator. Uh, this gentleman has a long track record inside of chiropractic and also the software space. And so before we get into the intro, uh, if you're new here, always a reminder to pay the fee. That means that if you do get some value, we're not going to ask you for a Venmo, for a check, or for any sort of cash. But we do ask that if you get some value from your show today, uh, share it with somebody who would get some value, right? So we grow on word of mouth here. We believe in value exchange. So if we do a good job, we ask you to send the show over to a family, someone in your, in your life that would get some value um, just as you did today. And if we do a bad job too, don't share the show. That's how it works as well too. It's value exchange, right? So it goes both ways. And so today we have the privilege to speak with Dr. Brian Capra, founder and president of Genesis Chiropractic Software. And if you're an avid, avid listener of the show, you know that a while back we actually spoke with Dr. Brian Paris of Genesis. And today we get the the really the president and the CEO, the visionary of the company, and we're hyped to have a deep conversation. Dr. Capra, thanks for being here today, my friend. Hey, man. Awesome. Super excited to be here. I'm looking forward to it, man. Anxiously awaiting this. You, you're going to be given lots of value, as you always do. You always do. And um, what we're going to talk about today, guys, um, and really why we wanted to revisit our journey with Genesis here on the show is because these guys are the real deal, right? These guys have really revolutionized the chiropractic software industry. Doesn't matter if you're insurance-based. Doesn't matter if you're cash-based. Like, these are the go-to guys. And if you know anything about our company, CGA, we try to only partner with the best of the best, which is why Dr. Capra is with here today. And so, man, you've had quite the journey. Um, for those that don't know you, um, you're obviously in the software space now, but it didn't begin there, right? So you know, what, how does this journey, how did you, how do we get here today? What does this background happen for you? Yeah, it's, it's uh, a bit serendipitous. But um, yeah, if you would have asked me when I was in chiropractic school or early in practice, if I would be in the software business, um, I would have said you're crazy. You know, there's no way I'm doing that. But um, I started, you know, just to practice on my own uh, up in Jersey, in Princeton. And um, I had, you know, just like any other small practice, you, you know, young in practice, didn't learn anything about business in school. And, and just, you know, just got out there and we're, we're getting patients and, you know, we're converting them and oh my God, we have to uh, actually collect money and keep our books and, you know, uh, pay bills. And so I, I, I was very, very lucky. I had a, a, a practice in a gym, in Gold's Gym. I don't know if you remember Gold's Gym. Yeah. So I had a practice in Gold's Gym in Princeton, New Jersey. A bookkeeper from the gym came into my office and said, hey, do you need help? And I was literally like everything, doing everything myself like everything. I just started the practice and it was cranking. Right. Um, and I was like, yes, please. I, I don't even have time to pay the bills. You know, like, right. Um, I, I don't even have like books. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah. QuickBooks? Like, yeah. Right. Well, I'll never get to them. So uh, just luckily she set up my QuickBooks. She helped me hire somebody. And that, that was just the thing. And then she asked me, Hey, how are you doing insurance billing? And again, insurance to me was like the last thing I want to do. You know, you have a lot of cash practices, right? Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. And, but, you know, a lot of people have insurance and they want to use it. So I was like, I hired a billing company um, to do my billing. And, but again, I have to manually fax stuff to them. And I don't know, I get checks sometimes. Um, and sometimes they send me a report. Actually, every month they send me a report in the FedEx 
and they're I'm like, there they are. And there was like a stack of FedEx envelopes on my desk, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, they sent me aging reports. I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't have time to look at it. And even if I did know, what does it tell me? What are they really doing for me? I either get the checks or I don't. And she said, well, you know, I have a couple. I, she was also a bookkeeper for a couple other gentlemen. Uh, one was the uh, is a, uh, is a PhD in artificial intelligence and was a CIO of a major, one of the major banks on Wall Street. His son was a computer science graduate from Princeton. Um, and just so happens they had a, a technology company that got hired to build a software for, for medical billing. And in the middle of that project, that a new CEO came into that company and scrapped the project, but they had the software and the process and everything built and had nobody to use it. So we met for lunch. And at the time, my plan was to franchise my practice and, and put a franchise of chiropractic in gyms, you know, kind of model. And that's why I was going to the lunch. I was looking to raise capital. They came to the lunch with the software and they told me about it. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I'm willing to try it. It can't be worse than what I have going on right now because I have no idea what's going on. So we they we did that. We implemented it. Now, this was uh, 2003-ish. And it was a cloud-based technology with artificial intelligence. And we, I implemented it and uh, it, my collections went up 40%. So I was like, all right, just so happens I knew some people that I worked for at, right out of school as well that were very big uh, practice management coaches type thing, big audiences. And the billing company I was using was like the main billing company they were promoting. So I said to these two gentlemen, I said, you know, there's a big need for this. Like I was the guinea pig, but I'm like, there's a lot we can do with this. And once I understood how it worked, that was really the game changer for me. But I said, we need a, we need a partner and take this to chiropractic. And uh, that's what we did. And at the time we called it billing precision. Um, billing precision. That's all. It was. Yeah. That's all it was. It was, it was, it was a billing service. It was a billing service. But it what was really the game changer for me was how it worked. And I realized it leveraged artificial intelligence and automation to, to bring to the surface what we needed to do, or really the billing team needed to do follow-up wise um, to get me paid every penny I deserved. And I could log into the system and see my vital billing stats. And the number one stat was how many claims need to be followed up on called today. And I could click that number and see the claims and see what they were doing on the claims. So, I mean, I don't want to drill into claims and see the conversations between billers and insurance companies, but I had that level of transparency and control, real control. Um, and, but I understood that what it represented was a way, a different way to manage business. Like to this day, I, we were talking a little bit before the interview, the company has obviously scaled you know, exponentially, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and ha- we have, and we were just talking about how many people we have at Genesis. We have 250 people right now just calling on insurance claims um, or posting or following up or whatever. But at any given moment, I can log in and see across all of our customers how many claims need to be finished before the end of today and drill down into that. So we look at... Um, I, I realized that that was real operation control over billing. 
whether you're outsourcing it, you're keeping it in-house, you have and you can keep more control and transparency than if you outsource it, then even if you have it in-house with other technology, because it's not giving you that that leading KPI, the first number. We owe, a lot of people look at their their KPIs, right? But their KPIs typically are lag what are considered lagging KPIs. Mm-hmm. It's like my collections, what is it? And that's a lagging KPI, right? My my patient visit average, my this, my that. Those are all lagging KPIs. Means it's already too late if it's not what you want it to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like what were you supposed to do or what could you have done or what should you do today to make sure that that number is going to be getting better and better and better and optimized. And so that's what we figured out with billing. What I saw though at the time was how do we leverage that methodology to optimize the patient experience? retention, revenue, compliance, all these different things. And um, that's what we did. And that's how it started. And that's where we're, we're still driving it. Still driving it home. That's, that's, yeah. so, so essentially it started off with, um, and by the way, I sometimes swear on this and I'm going to swear here a little bit for the listeners that they know. So you basically had no clue how to bill and you're like, shit, I got to figure this out because I got this stack of stuff over here. That's not basically I, I deserve, but I haven't gotten yet. And so yeah. then this person comes around. And so it really represented a way for you, the docs, and even the docs that all the thousand people that use it today, it's like, it gives them an ability to understand the leading KPIs that lead to the collections that they want to ultimately achieve. Yeah. And, and from that point, also, I, I started to, you know, learn and um, get myself educated on what is it? that why, why is it that this whole business is even can even exist right why don't insurance companies just pay us right <laughs> yeah for sure and, um so i learned a lot i i uh, i wrote a couple of ebooks um well it's actually a physical book but nobody gets physical books anymore they can just download it mm-hmm. um but what the first one is uh what insurance companies don't want you to know um, and the sneak, they're really, really, we, I, I promise you probably 99.9% of the profession has no idea how rigged the game is or why it's rigged the way it is. Um, so I share all this, the sneaky tactics. And then we talk about how to leverage artificial intelligence to regain control, level the playing field, get every penny you deserve. Um, so yeah, from that point, going from a student to in in business, not knowing what a real business is, you know, mm-hmm. scalability and all that stuff, um, to understanding business, to understanding the industry, just on the insurance side first. Obviously, I understood the chiropractic industry, um, but understanding how real businesses grow and scale and and um, are optimized and measured and uh, all those things is was is is the journey, you know. It is and so. Uh, that's where we are today. I love it. So you had basically ran, gone into this, you know, this meeting with this individual saying, Hey, I'm hopefully going to raise some capital to franchise <laughs> out. You end up getting into software, right? And you're like, okay, I'll give it a shot. It works insanely well. Holy shit. There's an opportunity for all the people in chiropractic to leverage this. So was it, how quick did you transition? Cause at the time you had a practice, so like, mm-hmm. did you transition out like immediately? Like, what did that transition look like of going from in practice serving patients to like going yeah. all in on, you know, precision and then now Genesis? Um, it was less than two years. Um, Pretty quick. Because we, we, we formed the company and it was easy for me because 
it was so much better than everything and still is. If you're talking about billing flow, it's so much better than anything out there. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, I, and I had so many people I knew, I just called them and say, Hey, I just want you to look at this. They look at it. They new customer. <laughs> they look at it. The new customer. We went to sign, uh, I'm, I'm going to mention his name, but one is an owner of one of the big, um, um, coaching companies out there. Mm -hmm. Went to his office, showed him the thing. They're like, they signed on the, on the spot on the way to the airport. We had five phone calls. We didn't even get to the, we couldn't get to the airport. It was just, it blew up right away and it grew so fast. I had to stop practice because I, I literally had no time. Um, and uh, I don't regret it. And I try, I've tried because I love practice. I've tried to get back into practice a couple of times, but more, you know, this is now 10 years, but um, the last time I tried, <laughs> yeah, I tried and every time, you know, one or the other suffers, you know, and it's just doesn't work because it takes focus. Mm -hmm. business on this scale it does it does yeah well said well said i think the, a lot of entrepreneurs are always looking for the next shiny thing instead of just doing the boring efforts that build the business you know what i mean so very well said yeah so so made the quick transition you know basically because there was so much that you, you essentially had so much unknown pent-up demand for yeah. your software that when it was finally in the marketplace, you introduced it to, you know, some colleagues and then that coach. And then it just blew up to the point where you're just like, man, I, I can't even practice because there, there's so much opportunity to, to like really expand impact with this company. Right. Yeah. And, and it sounds like, so it starts off as billing and it sounds like what I know about it, it sounds like it's really evolved a lot since then, right. To become a lot more than billing. So as you look at Genesis today, you know, what other outside of billing, what are the other main challenges and opportunities Genesis helps chiropractors and other docs capitalize on? Well, thankfully we, we started in the cloud. So we're not one of those that are trying to go into the cloud. Smart. Um, and you know, at the time the cloud was, was a thing that people were scared of, right? It's kind of like AI today. And it's like very uncertain, but, and they just, rather than just, understanding this is happening you know this is not going away right the cloud is going away and ai is not going away and ai has been around that's the irony too is we've been using ai the whole time mm -hmm. um it's been there the whole time it's just now people are it's 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 evolved into so much more powerful um technology ai it can do so many things now crazy things but it's not going away it's not you can't stop it now it's not you can't stop the internet it's not going away right right no no so longer a fad you know yeah, you might as well just accept it and figure out how you can leverage it. One, so um, opportunity-wise, so luckily we built it in the cloud. So some of the stuff in in Genesis, like the schedule, for example, works great, looks old. So the the, the simple things, you know, we're we're constantly updating the system. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of the skin of the system is has been in in the process of being redone, but the functionality has also improved. But the principle hasn't changed. The principle of Genesis, um, just like with that billing, is when I saw that, that one number, I know exactly how much work needs to be done today. Just for my insurance claims. I said to my partners, I said, we need that number for the patient experience. I want one number. Um, one number that shows me if we do this work, we will optimize the revenue, the re patient retention, the compliance, if we just do that stuff. So 
it's it's the difference is in billing, it's aging reports, right? You assuming you submit your claims and all this stuff. There's aging reports and people have to go find and post the claims into the system. They have to post the claims, then they have to go find the claims that need follow-up manually. And there's millions of reasons why a claim might need a follow-up. And there's things that's really difficult to do with human eyes. Like sometimes they'll underpay a claim by like a couple of bucks. Mm-hmm. It looks paid, but it's not. Right. So things like that. Okay, that's, I, I'm not, I don't want to go too much on the billing it's it's but the analogy is on the on the patient experience side not going to all these reports no shows patients without future appointments patients with outstanding balances there's a million reports and things in those reports that are mission critical that are critical patient experience items that if you don't do them or correct them you risk the patient experience right you and you and Obviously, a patient that gets a great experience and they stay longer, they get better results, they refer others, it's the basics of business. So the problem is all technology, other technology out on the market does it backwards, just like the billing systems, all are doing it backwards Mm -hmm. and it doesn't work. You get paid, but that doesn't mean you're getting paid everything you should be getting paid. Mm-hmm. On the patient experience side, you have patients, you're seeing patients, you're making money, but that doesn't mean they're staying as long as they should. Doesn't mean they're getting their the experience they deserve. The best doesn't mean they're getting your best because you're doing a lot of wasted work and focus. And business takes focus. The more time you or your staff are spending looking for work, the less time you're doing the work. So, so true. Genesis brings the work to you so it you can just knock it out right and your staff doesn't have to go to dozens of reports and you know let's say the owner like if you were the owner you know how much work needs to be done today and if it's not done and why it's not done right and that's where you can make good business decisions when you can quantify as a manager there's three rules right you quantify the work that has to happen you delegate the work and then you you measure, you verify that it was completed. That's the three rules to business management every single time. And you have your people and you have your process and you have your technology in every single business. It never changes, never will change, right? So how do you verify? You all right, you have your you have your work, you quantify it. How do you quantify it in with reports? Just no shows. Okay, I see my no-shows. How many of them were rescheduled? How many of them, you know, and how many were not rescheduled? It's most important, right? If you run a report on that, you have to go to the report. How many doctors, they ask for all these reports, and they never go to the report because they want the report because they know they should look at it, but they don't have time to look at it. Mm-hmm. You're busy seeing the patients you have until you're not. And then you say, what happened? And then you go to the no-show report and, oh, we didn't follow up on these or, or re-exams that didn't happen or all these things, right? And then you f- you freak out and you start training on that and those things get better and your practice grows back up until you're a victim of your own success and it crashes again because you can't do the work. You can't find, you don't have time to go find the work, right? So what happens is um, you, you got to quantify the work, you got to delegate the work, and then you have to verify it was completed. And if you don't have technology and you're not leveraging AI, the ability to do that is exponentially worse. You really, at best, you have time for, to look at one number and whether or not at, at the end of the day, was it completed or was it not? 
Yep. So if it's not completed, then what do you do? Well, it depends on why it's not completed, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's one person. You're like, well, you have, let's say, um, 50 missed visits you didn't call. That's a lot of missed visits, but let's say that's the number. Well, and they say to you, well, I called 100 and that's, there's only 50 left. So I did, oh, so you actually did a lot of work, but you don't have the capacity to do more work, to do all the work, right? So now you have a capacity issue. Or what if you say to them, well, why didn't you do the 50 recalls? And they say, um, well, it's my first day and I have no idea what to do about that. Oh, so you have a training issue, right? Yeah, right, yep. Or what if they say, I hate calling patients. So you either got the wrong person or they're in the wrong seat. Right. Right. So, but the thing is you make that decision on the spot proactively managing your business, not waiting for the problem to manifest into some big issue in your practice that you don't even know where it came from at that point. Right. So it's just, it pushes, it change. It's a, it's a different methodology and how to leverage technology to be a better business manager. Mm -hmm. So you ask like, where is it going? The principle is not changing. But as time's gone on, you know, now we have more automation for like uh, appointment reminders or um, online scheduling or patient apps or, you know, marketing things. Or uh, obviously the, the inside of the guts of the system, though, is going to tell you what work you got to do. And, you know, in that way, it, it's, it looks much nicer these days than it did, you know, 20 years ago. But sure. Yeah. Um, but really at the essence, at the core. It's really not going to change, right? Because it, it, no, no other system does this. Well, and I love that too, because like a lot of times you don't, you need to innovate like a little bit year to year as technology changes, but you don't need to change the whole farm, you know? Right. Because right. like uh, back to the back to the, the conversation before we hit record here is that like the best businesses are boring, boring as shit. You know what I mean? So it's like what you're doing essentially, which is super cool, and like kind of how I was summarizing that in my head was. Genesis provides radical visibility to the mm -hmm. practitioner to where yeah. they can go in on a daily basis, look at their conversion, look at their marketing, look at their delivery in terms of patient response and miss visits, follow-ups, that kind of stuff. And that allows them to what you do, what you said, I can look at the report. I can then quantify, I can delegate and I can hold accountable and make sure it ultimately gets done. But if I like, think about that, if they don't have the Genesis though, like you can't even quantify the shit. Because you don't even know oh. what you're looking at. You know what I mean? No, because you, to quantify it, you have to go to 15 reports first. That's it. Let me see all the work that has to happen today. And you've got to go to 15, 20, I don't know how many reports. Then you have to find the work. And as soon as you, you can't, you don't have, you do not have the time. There's no human that can do it. No way. It's humanly impossible. Let me put it that way. Yeah. To do what you need to do. What, but what technology does and AI does is it takes all those issues. It's searching all the time. And it doesn't just create a report reports are bullshit they don't work because they're not accountable and they're not mm -hmm. actionable mm -hmm. so even if they are actionable it doesn't matter the genesis actually takes a, a, a task and puts it on what we call a workbench and it assigns that or leaves it unassigned it could assign it to a group of people or a person so now this is a this is a, a task is something that doesn't go away until somebody completes it a task is something not a to-do it has an audit trail on every action taken on that task until completion. Who did it? When they did it? What they 
did. A task brings not only the, the work item, but it brings everything you need to complete that task in the task. So for example, if you need to call a patient, you don't want a task that tells you to call Mary, then you have to go to five other places to find her phone number. It brings the work, the whole patient account with it. So you can see their notes, you can see their schedule, you can see their phone number, you can, and you can do it in the task, and somebody owns the task. And there's a manager that that person reports to. So when they say it's finished, the manager can verify it was actually finished. And on one screen, they can see everybody and how many tasks they own and how many there are in total. We call it single point management. There's one number. It's the total number of tasks that need to be finished before the end of the day. It's your leading indicator to your lagging KPIs. Yeah, yep. This is it, do the work. It, 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 at the end of the day, it takes work to get the result and you gotta do the work. Or don't, but don't expect great results. Yeah, don't yeah. expect the good lagging indicators <laughs> to be fun for sure. That's, yeah. a, it, that's an interesting thought process. So like Genesis has the ability to say, okay, Cindy is assigned this task. And then when Cindy comes in and says, hey, I'm gonna do my task, it can say, okay, I gotta follow up with you know Jim. Here's his number. Here's his name. Here's his patient file. And then is there, I'm assuming the capability to put in like scripture, like here's what to say when you make the call, like training and that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, you can you can customize the task workflow um, to actually include a video if you want. Like that's script. sweet. So um, yeah, so you, you, and you, and every practice is different, so you have to be able to customize some of this stuff. Like a no show, pretty much every practice wants to turn on. If I have no show, yep. you know, assuming they have all the reminders and everything else turned on, okay, they still didn't show up. Even worse than a no show. See, a no show, people just kind of, it's such a simple thing. Mm -hmm. Somebody didn't show up. Oh, okay. You have to call them with a sense of urgency because remember, they signed up for chiropractic care. Depending on your philosophy, it's important for their health, right? Yep. So, and they signed up to sh to come to show up for the plan to get their health. And they signed up for that for a reason. And when they don't show up and not just not show up, they got reminders, all this stuff, and they still don't show up. And they didn't proactively call you to make sure that they rescheduled that visit. People have lives, things happen, whatever. And sometimes they just cannot make it. But when they don't call you, it's a, a huge red flag. That's a huge attrition risk. It is not a little thing. Right. And, and if you don't call them with a sense of urgency, you're incongruent with what you sold. So you have to call them like you're worried about them. This is something you signed up for, for your health. Like, do they miss their chemotherapy appointment and not reschedule it? Right. Proactively. No, no, do they wait for the chemo center to call them? No shot. No shot. Why are they not coming, calling your office mm -hmm. when they have to miss a visit for the most important part of their health? So a no-show is not a little thing. It's right. huge. And I, from my perspective, anything in your process is, is it's, it's like a life-threatening potentially, right? Anything that is not done, you're risking not just the retention in your business, you're risking their life. So, um, so you can customize some of this stuff, right? So let's say you, you have a process where your re-exams are coming up, right? And, you, and re-exam is, is a, a really important time to check in on where they're at, right? Most important thing is where are they at 
and their perception of what's happening with their care. So it, it's it's super important. So you want to you don't want them to show up on at least in my practice. I don't want them to show up on the day of their re-exam. Like, hey, you got a re-exam. Like, oh, I have a re-exam. What's a re-exam? You want to prepare them for the re-exam, right? Sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so it's so you want to tell them the visit before potentially, right? Maybe you want to send them a text. Maybe you want to send them an email. Maybe when they check in, you want to stop them at the front desk. I think all of the above. And you want to let them know, hey, you have a re-exam. Here's what you can expect. Here's what you got to do. Or more importantly, maybe even a re-sign because there's more stuff that has to happen. A re-sign visit. Um, let's say you had the re-exam, you took x-rays, and now they have, it's time for them to sign up for more care. Well, on that visit or two before, when they had their x-rays taken and whatever, you want to fire off some tasks. Hey, make sure the care plan, the new care plan is created. Make sure the new recommendations for care are created. Because you know what happens in practices, and I'm sure this has happened in every single practice, and it, so it's not your fault, but it is your fault. <laughs> like, yeah. The last thing you want is the patient coming in the day where they're supposed to sign, and the chart's not, you know, God forbid you have no software, and you're actually looking for different pieces of paper and a and you're thumbing uh, through your, your your paper fucking records behind you, you know, because <laughs> yeah. you're, so, you're you're so you're living in 1982, you know. Or the or your or your staff walks in your doc. I need the recommendations. They're here. Like it just says it's a too lot late. About, yeah, it's too late. And you know where you're at in your head is the energy's no good, and they, you know something's the whole, not right. If you get to that point, the whole journey's but, compromised. You know, yeah. to a certain degree. But you you can be much more proactive, right? right. So if, if a bunch of tasks are fired off the day of, or even the visits before. Like it could be three visits before the re-sign date or even the re the, the re-sign because there, usually there's a uh, an exam and then the following visit is the re-sign time where you've, okay, we did the exam. Now we have to put together your new recommendations and whatever. And that is usually done on the visit after. Sure. Not always, but, but you can get ready for that two visits before if the system is telling you, hey, you just did, your you know, Jeff just came in in two visits, he has his re-sign. How about you put together his his new treatment plan, re-verify his insurance benefits, put together the financial, you know, get ready for it now so that he, Jeff, when he comes in, he knows what's going on. He knows why he's here. And he's prepared that he's coming in on these days for these things. And he knows exactly what to expect. And you're ready for it for them. And you give Jeff an amazing experience. That's what automation does for you. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think like to your point earlier, it's like when you have all the different facets of a business outside of patient care, it's like, it's impossible to keep up, you know, especially yeah. as you scale. And it's like, we've, uh, you've seen it in your business. We've seen it in our business is like, I can't rely on memory, dude. You know, I used, when I first started the business, like I could do everything on memory because it wasn't very big, you know? And, and then yeah. as soon as you start building like past any point of relevant scale, you're just like, dude, the systems have to keep us in check. Otherwise, it's just going to be told. And, and the thing is, at that point in time, if it's not the systems and not the tasks, like you don't even have a real business anyway. Because if you decided to exit at some point in time and it's all in your head and it's all personality driven and there's no, you know what I mean? Like it's all just going to leave with you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not, it's not sellable, right? So um, uh, you made me think of something when you said that. Um, yeah, for, for the typical chiropractor, that's a, a single practitioner and one or two docs and a nice business. 
you know, we, they forget that you're trying to be a business manager and a provider. So you, it, you're working in a business that you're working on. Um, and it's a very difficult thing to do to, as a business owner, to, to, to verify everybody has done all of the work that needed to be done in the day. And then you have your own work to do. Um, I, the analogy I use a lot of times, it's, it's like trying to be a conductor of an orchestra and the violin player. It's like, how could you possibly hear what's happening if you're playing the violin, right? It's really, really difficult. And how can, you know, how can you conduct with no violin player? <laughs> you can't. Right. right? So you Straight have up. to do, and it, it, but you do have to do those things. And the way I think about Genesis is it allows you to step out, step off the violin for a second and look with one number, for example, is everything done? Yeah, that's really all you have time for. You right. Deliver care. You got your own work to do. You got your notes. You got all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but how do you? How are you able to be a good? Uh, everybody's a good business manager. They're, they're, you know, everybody's working hard. I know that. But how can you be better? Yeah. And really, what I mean better is how can you deliver a better experience for your patients? At the end of the day, that's really what it comes down to. You will make more money. You'll be more efficient. You'll have way more peace because you're not always worried about what you're missing. Um, but really, it's about patience. Yeah, absolutely. And then I heard something recently. It was like, you know, kind of like that concept of like work, the cliche of work hard and smart. It's like you have to work hard to get smart. And then you got to balance the work hard and smart. So it's like as you start to scale, it's like if you were doing, let's say, if you're a practice owner listening, and you're doing 50000 a month and you want to get to 100 k like without the stuff that Dr. Capra was talking about today, like, the question you have to ask yourself is like, if I don't have this stuff, the only way for me to scale to double my business is for me to double my personal output, to double my hours, to double my energy, which means if you got a family and you know a wife at home or significant other, like there's going to be sacrifices there. And so the, it's always the question of like, how do we build a business that supports the lifestyle, but not actually like destroy our whole life in the process of doing that too, you know? So yeah, you want to cannibalize your, your own happiness. Um, yeah, well said. So you, so as we, um, I feel like you and I are obviously such that we could go insanely deep. I wanted to pick your brain a little bit though, because I think the listeners will get some value. Um, you've been running, what, what year, by the way, just for sake of reference, what year was Genesis founded for you? 2004. 2004. So 2004. started a little bit before that, but yeah, it was 2004. Okay. So 2004 started a little bit before, um, and things have changed. You have, you know, a pretty good sized team internally. And then you mentioned the, you know, over 200, 250 people that work, you know, um, in the billing department as well. So I guess for you, like what, what is it, what does a day in the life look like? Where's your attention? What's important to you on a day-to-day -day basis to manage the company? Well, um, right now, mostly the focus, my focus is as far as, what work I do sort of in the business is managing um, the growth of the company. So that would be marketing and sales. Um, but, you know, we, we, I don't know if you ever heard the, the, uh, the methodology of management called traction. Uh, I have not read that book, but I've, it's, I heard it's like similar to the e-myth, but maybe even a little bit better. So it's like a best practices of e-myth, good to great, a whole bunch of those books that you yep. probably have, right? Yep. 
it's really great because it, it pulls all of that together okay and puts it into a systematic way of implementing it and using it as a management system methodology um so when we implemented that four years ago maybe five years ago and so at this point i mean a day in life is you know just looking at the different departments um going to certain meetings seeing what the issues are that are on the table helping them solve those issues um but you know if you're building a business it, it's a great book. You should read it if you're in practice or you're for yourself or you're building any business because you really have to treat your business like it's its own person. Like you really have to build a business to be sold. If Even if you don't want to sell it, it's really the healthiest business if you build it in that way. Build, build right? to so, sell and hold. That's what we always say. Build to sell and hold if you so choose. Absolutely. So you need systems in place to do that and processes to do that. So what's nice for me is we've done that work and we've implemented that work, mm. you know, so I can go to a sales meeting and check in, or I can go to a marketing meeting and check in and we have quarterly meetings. I can just go to those. Um, and, you know, day to day, I log into Genesis. I get some tasks sent to me from my team. Hey, what do you think of this? Can you help me with that? And I just manage that those ways. But part of those meetings is looking at KPIs, looking at the issues, um, solving those issues. Um, I don't need to get involved in everything, but I get pulled in sometimes. You know, yeah. that's pretty much what I'm doing. And then, and then um, the biggest part of my my job at these days is just maintaining. We have some really wonderful relationships. Ours is a newer one, mm -hmm. uh, but over the years, and you'll see because you know you're relatively new in the in the in the space, but I know you've already created some great relationships. Uh, next weekend, I'll see you in, in, uh, at the UAC in Las Vegas. You'll to start it. to have those relationships. Um, and really the, the best part, it's the biggest part of my job and the best part of my job and it's very fulfilling is just managing, you know, I say managing those relationships. It's almost the non-job job. It's just, hey, go spend time with people that are on the same path that are doing big things for the right reasons and and continue to see how you can help each other. Um, that doesn't always mean that you do business, you know, your businesses work together, but sometimes it's just, hey, how can I help you build your business? Just because right. you're my friend, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, those, th those relationships are very rewarding, fulfilling, and in, you know, in some way though, they do also help the business. So. absolutely yeah well said well said yeah. i think it's um a balance of like you said like internal team accountabilities kpis management but then also like the external team you know partners kpis management how can we help each other and uh like you said too like making sure the everybody on the squad internally externally is same mission same drive same principles you know yeah and then there's then there's the other thing is um building that team so that's that's really those are my roles, just seeing what's happening, understanding, managing relationships and building the team, because as it scales, as it scales and scales, you start to see different I want to, you know, problems, issues come up that you haven't seen before because because they were they were not big enough at the time. But as you grow, they become bigger problems. And then so you see, true. Oh, I didn't. You know, um, yeah. If, if you're in business or you're in practice, you know what I mean? Yeah. The problems you have at 50 visits a week, all of a sudden you're at 150 or 200 or 300, 400. 
all of a sudden, this one little problem that you had at 50 visits a week, you just didn't feel it. And at 300, it's a massive problem. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so a, true. It's back to like yeah. the uh, the power of the platforms, though, and power of the automation, you know, because it's like, it's like uh, one of our original mentors said is like, hey, man, if your business is messy at, you know, 10 grand a month, when you get to 100 grand, you're going to be left with a bigger, messier business, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I, I guess one, I didn't think about it this way, but one of the things that Genesis does then there is it, it's measuring all the problems real time, right? Mm -hmm. At any scale. So as you're scaling, you're seeing the issues that are happening and you're putting in place process to fix them before it's a big problem, really, because it's proactive that way. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't think about that way until just now. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, that's that's real. Because uh, obviously, like at our, a lot of our consulting relationships, we're mostly like on the acquisition side. And I tell people all the time, you know, like, be like the model of the business matters so much because it's like, you know, we had a, a partner go from, he was seeing about 700 a month and he went to about 900 a month, but he only added like 2000 in top line, you know? So mm -hmm. like adding 200 visits, but only adding 2K. And he's like, dude, I'm running myself insane, you know? And so it's back to like, having the business economics correctly, having the processes correctly. And for a lot of people, it's like marketing is always the biggest challenge. But then like, once you resolve the marketing, like that's when you have those other problems you were mentioning. That's when you have operational strain, team strain, system strain, messiness in relationships if it's not accountable, you know? So might as well start with a good system like Genesis from the beginning, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So that's excellent, man. <laughs> I love it. Um, as we kind of wrap up our discussion today, I always like to ask one final question to all of my high-level guests. Um, the question is, if you woke up tomorrow tomorrow morning and you lost everything, you yeah. don't have your you don't have any money, you don't have a whole lot of your your team is gone, Genesis isn't really a thing, but you have all the exact knowledge that you have right now, just mm -hmm. with no external resources. What's the 30-day journey look like for you to start to build back some of what you have right now? Well, I'd have to get to work somewhere. That's a fact. <laughs> gotta That's get, a good job. Yep, yep. Thank God I'm a chiropractor. Yep. Uh, I'd go I'd take my table and find a place and start adjusting. That's the number one thing I would do. Um get back to where I want, assuming I wanted the same business or just any business. Yeah. Just, yeah. Let's, let's assume the same business for contacts. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would start the way all over again. I would just go get my table and assuming I still had a table. I don't know if in this scenario, I actually have a table. We'll say um, you do. Or I'd find a bench or I'd figure out to get a chair and just start educating people on chiropractic, start adjusting, start making money, build it up. Um, make once I had the money build a practice once I had the practice you know start socking some money away for development um start finding developers and start over again yeah we do it with not as easy as it's not as easy as it sounds obviously but yeah um, for, we, we just crammed about what would that math be you know like around 2004 <laughs> yeah like almost 20 years into 30 yeah. days you know and that's the that's the beauty of business, man. Like uh, my business partner said something elegant a while back, and I think you'll get some value from this too. the The human brain, I don't feel like can actually un. I don't think it truly understands compound effect. The human brain, it's right? Difficult. It's difficult for the brain to understand that. And so when I think about like you know your almost twenty year journey in Genesis, right around twenty years and. You know, my I haven't been in the game as long as you, but my five years or so so far in my career here, 
it's um, I look at like, you know, there's good days, there's bad days and there's great days, you know. And so even on the bad days, like you've had a lot of bad days over the years, we've had a lot of bad days, but it's like you're still working on the same house, the same building. It's still the same fucking brick lane. You know what I mean? So like even though like I took three sales calls a day, one didn't show one guy was an absolute ass and the other person like just couldn't just couldn't get him involved. You know, it feels like a bad day, but it's like, okay, during those, in in the middle of those calls, I built out like an automation system for the sales team that will now work in perpetuity. So it's like, although you had a bad day, you're still working on the same vehicle, right? And so no matter what, it compounds. Yep. Just keep working. You know, you got to be careful about letting your emotion get tied into or brought brought in. Like it's happened on our sales team, for example, where we have people that didn't show up um for the meetings for like in a week it was like really strange how many there were yeah and all of a sudden you know they started it's like no we have nobody's showing up there's something wrong something's broken something 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 we're never we're not going to make any money it's like guys don't get caught up sometimes shit happens and it's probably going to be okay and i bet if we look at the percentages over time it hasn't been more than it was in the past it just feels that way today like so true so true so let it be yeah i get it it's discouraging it's this it's that but that's life you know it's just not going to happen perfect every day that's but just remember we have a great product we have a great system we have great systems we have great marketing we have great everything we have great reputation you know it's it's going to be fine there's going to be next week they'll all show up and it's going to be weird that everybody showed up this week right that's the way it works. It's weird how it balances. It's like a, a, a in baseball, Derek Jeter went like 0 for 29, 30. I remember back in the day, he had like this long no hit streak, but he hit 300 that year. Why? Because Derek Jeter hits 300. Right. That's it. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. It's like the, somehow he went on a tear after that. Yeah. And he got he wound up hitting 300 again. Yep. That's very well said. Uh, we went to school, like background of like systems engineering and we studied a lot of statistical analysis and like looking at like at least a significant num- amount of data before you make any decisions. Cause it's like everything will, re- well, yeah, everything was going to regress to the mean, but you got to let it regress. You know, like I get, I, it happens in our consulting relationships too. People was like, it's like, Oh my God, we got three leads yesterday, but we haven't got any today. I'm like, dude, same with me. I don't know what the fuck's going on either. Like, that's just the way it works. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I don't know what to tell you, you know? And so yeah. it's like, especially when it comes to like marketing and keeping sales teams motivated, it's like, we cannot be making any sort of business process decision changes on one event in time. No shot. No way. That's a big mistake. People do. All I've made time. that mistake. We change everything. No, we don't. Hold on. First of all, did it real? Let's measure what happened here. Yeah. And did it really change over time? Not really, actually. And what if you want to change? What are you going to change to affect that? Well, this, 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 this. I want to change ten things. No, you change one thing. Right. What's the one thing you want to change to affect that number, and then see if it changes that number over time with enough data? Because you change ten things, and that thing goes up, gets better or worse. How yeah, do you know, know what to measure? Yeah, how do you know which one made it better or worse? I know, dude. That's the principle. Yeah, I mean, that's the principle of it, you know? Like, one bad day is like, oh, man, we got to change our whole script. We got to change how we talk on the (laughs) phone. We got to change the sales process. We got to change our marketing. That needs work, too, you know? But then all of a sudden, you're just like, 
you lose the compound effect that we were talking about though, because you're constantly just changing the whole, the whole vehicle when really mm-hmm. you just needed to put a little bit of air in the damn front, the damn tire. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, just chill, you know, well said, dude. Well said. Um, if people are listening, I know they got some value. Where can they connect with you? Where's the best place to learn more about you personally and about Genesis? Um, well, you can email me anytime. It's Dr. Brian, D-R-B-R-I-A-N at Genesis Chiropractic Software.com. If you want to read those ebooks, there's there's two of them. One, the first one is what insurance companies don't want you to know. Uh, sneaky little tactics they use to keep your money and actually use it to audit you and other chiropractors. Um there's also a second book, set part two of that is how to leverage AI to beat them, uh, beat insurance companies at their own game. Um, and really at the end of that book, I, I begin, there's a, there's a third one coming. So you'll get that when that comes out. And it's really talking about really all this, what I educate on, on insurance billing is really the same, really the bigger picture is the patient experience and how you can leverage AI to automate and optimize the patient experience. But if you want all, any of those, just go to genesischiropracticsoftware.com slash ebook. Slash ebook. Um, yeah. Perfect. And you can get those. And of course the website, if you want to schedule a call, there's a million bu- time, a million places on the website. You can click the schedule button and it'll pick a, you can pick a date and time that works best for you and get with one of our consultants. Love that. Love that. Guys listening, if you're on us uh, on the journey with us today and you want to take advantage of some of those opportunities in terms of the ebook, speaking with Dr. Brian, or maybe even potentially booking a call to see how they might be able to add some value, um, just take a look at the show notes. We've got Dr. Brian's email, the ebooks linked out, um, and everything that you need to really get involved with some pretty incredible company led by some fucking awesome leaders. That's all I'll say for today. I appreciate you uh, being here, Dr. Caprod. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Yeah, yeah man, anytime. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you next week, man. And uh, we'll keep the journey going. And um, yeah, guys, if you guys got some value, uh, feel free to follow Dr. Brian and his work as usual. And then if you got some value from the show, hit that share button, share it with some friends and family. Um, and I hope you guys have a wicked rest of the day. Thanks for tuning in. Dr. Brian, thanks for being here, my man. Thank you, brother. Yep. See you soon. Cheers.